Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. There Welcome. it is. How you doing, fellas? Good. So good to have you, man. It's like we've got the twice a year cycle going. We got the, the St. Jude and the summertime fun. No beers this time, though, Dan. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That might be your case, maybe not for me. <laughs> this, is, this is this is my weekend off, man. I'm going to enjoy it. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, what a year, what a year. And I, my first yeah. question is, I, I asked this when we spoke with Justin Rogers earlier, but I want to ask this of you too. I know you, we talked last year, you said you'd be driving in the car, you'd be practicing that Super Bowl call sometimes, be, be getting yourself ready for, uh, for, for when that's eventually going to happen. But covering the team this year, it's a whole different vibe than it has been for Lions fans for a long time. Sit in your seat. What's the biggest difference? What's the biggest change for you and what you get to do this year? You know, I, I think, uh, number one, I, I, you guys, we've all talked about this before. The best thing for me is seeing fans happy. And this has been next level in terms of, you know, we've seen them happy before and enjoying victories before, but I just feel like, all of us look at this regime as one that is building something that's not just a team, they're building a program. And that's kind of cliche and people say that, but it's true. Um, so I think there's this feeling that we're all kind of beginning something here that's going to have some staying power. And it's not just like 2014 where they had a really good team and then after that it kind of was like maybe you're a decent team it just feels like there's an upward trajectory here that is sustainable and the most exciting thing for me is just seeing all these young players that are getting better which is something we didn't see a lot of in Detroit before and that's coaching that's player selection that's the marriage of the two so the biggest difference for me is just looking at this thing and realizing you know what and, and it, I will admit, it takes a while because you have to clear hurdles along the way. But the biggest thing for me is just getting, getting comfortable with the fact that it's a good team. This is not a team that Matthew Stafford has to drag up and down the field and find a way to win a game in the end. This is legitimately a good team that we should have expectations for when they go out, that they should play well on offense and defense and find a way to win a game and, and beat a lot of these teams. Yep. Um, just so you know, and, and this is not, it's just, it's the chat. Take it for what it is. This is the world we live in the internet. I'll give a hundred dollars right now. If Dan cracks a beer, <laughs> so maybe we should open on a different oh, topic. hundred bucks. Hang on a sec. Hang on now. Hang on. hundred bucks. This is why we love Dan. hundred bucks. Let's find something here. Hang on. What do we got? Right. Hey, what a guy. What a guy. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, what do we got in here? Hang on. All right, I need I need thirty seconds. Hang on. You got all the time you need, Dan. He is the man. 
I, you know now, that Dan has a beer fridge. Now I'm thirsty. <laughs> I actually, I, I if I if I have to crack a beer, I have to do a beer run. I, <laughs> I'm fresh out. I, yeah. All right, you guys good. ready? Yeah. Oh, we are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I'm I'm matching the hundred, by the way, just because. Uh, All right. And you want God the full effect, so we got to get the crack. There we go. Oh, there you go. Dan. Elephant juice. <laughs> wow. Dan is Only truly on the weekend. I got weekend. nothing to do today. <laughs> I got nothing to do today. Isn't it glorious so, having a bye weekend? <laughs> it, it is. You know what's kind of different is we've had uh, – man, that's pretty good. <laughs> we've had uh, – We've had like two Sundays off because of the two Thursday games, so it kind of feels like we've had some downtime. But this is legit downtime where you like don't have to worry about anything until next, you know, Monday or Tuesday or something like that. So it's uh, it's it's nice, and I, I think you know it comes at a good time for everybody to kind of take a breath, and it comes at a good time for the team. I think you know when you look at Jonah and Montgomery and and Ragnow and getting some of these guys back and, and maybe, you know, down the line getting some of the defensive players back as well and, and giving Pascal a week to rest up. And, and I just think it, it's, it's perfect timing for this team. And, and just in terms of overall, having a week off is great. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's nice. It's, and it's nice that it doesn't happen in, you know, week five or something like that. This, this really – and I know sometimes we talk about this – there's never a bad time for a buy, probably, but this seems like a really good time. It, this this season has fallen well. I, there, there's a couple of topics in this in this piece that I'm going to talk about, but you, we have a team that has a really favorable schedule based on last year's performance and the and the way things worked out, and then just how the, the how the schedule fell. As favorable as it gets when you're playing NFL teams, we have a team that is truly on the rise and is is as you said, genuinely a good team. A, a better team than we've had in a, in a long time where you don't have a, a superstar quarterback trying to drag them up the field. We have a bye week that falls almost right in the middle of the season at just the right time for so many important players to come back from healthy and drive you into the last part of the season. This team has the potential with, I mean, the schedule – Strength of schedule is strength of schedule. It is what it is at any point mm -hmm. in time, but it continues to change. Right now, the Lions have one of the easiest strengths of schedule on the rest for the rest of the year in in the NFL. If this holds true on paper, we have a situation where the Detroit Lions could go from missing the playoffs to actually having the number one seed in the NFC. Like we played Dallas once, Philly has to play them twice, right? And Dallas is yeah. no is no slouch. Philly has a difficult schedule ahead of them, as good a team as they are. This could be a case where potentially the team that, as of right now on paper, isn't the best team in the NFC, but they could land that first seed spot and be at home all through the playoffs. Dan, did you ever expect this this quickly out of this team? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if we if we thought that we'd be having this conversation about a number one seed or anything like that, but I certainly felt like coming into the year that when you looked at that division, look, they were the favorites to win the division, and the reason they were the favorites to win the division was the way they finished last year. Uh, they looked better than the other teams, but I think further than that, they also were just had less questions about their team than the other teams. Um, so, and, and that's played out. I mean, look, Chicago, 
has massive issues right now. Their quarterback is hurt, and we don't even know how good that quarterback is. Uh, Green Bay, really, that, that was lifeless, what I saw out of them. I really thought they would come out, and that was kind of like the, the last roundup against Minnesota last week. And at home, having lost three consecutive games, I think it was, and having a chance to come out and beat a division rival, and they just didn't show up. And Minnesota, look, that, they were looking scary up until Cousins went down, and now I, I don't count them out because there's a lot of good players on that team, but they're up against it now, obviously, without their quarterback who was playing great football. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know if we were going to be here talking about a number one seed, but I certainly felt like we were going to be here talking about a team that could win the division and get that home playoff game that we've all been waiting for. And now, as you play, and let's face it, there is some luck that plays into it, there's schedule luck, there's injury luck, and things like that. Um, yeah, I, I do believe that you can start to put that into play, but it still doesn't change the fact that you have to go out next week and beat the Chargers, and then the week after that and beat the Bears, and then just follow the schedule down the line. There's work to be done, but but it, it's plausible now and, and that you can talk about, man, look who they have to play, look who you have to play. You're both good teams. That's certainly advantage Detroit at this point, but you have to take advantage of it. I want to ask you another question uh, about Coach Dan Campbell. You have you you being as as great as you are, Dan. You know, but having the, having the role you do, and then and and your job as sports director for Fox Two, you get to spend some time with Dan. You get to get do mm-hmm. a lot of one on one interviews. You've been able to in the in his time with the, the the team spent some time with him. What have you seen in the evolution from him? How has he changed over the period of time that you've been able to speak with him? One, on a personal level, not at all. And, and I think that's his strength. I think, you know, yeah. at, at its core, he's a good man. And I think that's where you start. At, at its core, he's got a good heart. He's a good person. And I think that resonates with players. So I think, like a dude, hasn't changed at all. And, and I think he doesn't change when he's off to the side chatting with you, when he's at the podium talking to the media, when he's talking to his players, he's just who he is. And that's a really cool thing because it means you don't have to put on a different hat when you go into a different situation. He's just Dan Campbell. And I think that's one of his real strengths. Uh, I do think he's become more confident as a coach. I think he's learned along the way. Um, You know, probably the most significant time was at Minnesota where he didn't go for that fourth down that could have locked down the game. And we saw him emotional afterwards saying, that's on me. I screwed that up. And the Vikings came back to win at U.S. Bank. So, I think that um, he has grown in his confidence, in his decision-making, uh, in his trust of his staff as he has changed that staff over the three years that he's been here to the point where he's really comfortable with it now. So, look, if we were sitting here saying that he hadn't grown as a coach, that would be a problem because he'd really never been the guy before except for the interim period in Miami. So you should grow and you should learn. And there should be things that you can point to and say, he's gotten better at. I do think he's gotten better at game management. I do think people think sometimes he's, you know, crazy and off the cuff, but I think his fourth downs are pretty well thought out and it's not something he just does on a whim. So I think most important in running an organization and running a team and having the respective players is the fact that he hasn't changed at all. He's just a good person and a good dude. Most important, maybe in terms of growing as a team, 
he has gotten better as a head coach. He has learned what he wants in the people around him, and he's been willing to change that and make some tough decisions. I, I want to ask about the guy who stands next to you in the booth, Lomas getting honored the way he did at halftime. What, what was it like to, to watch? Uh, obviously, you know Lomas well, and, and to know Lomas is to love Lomas. Like, no doubt about yes, it. Yeah. Just like, do you have any like insight on like any just the the feeling that you have for Lomas or like the the fan reaction? Like it's it's different with him, isn't it? Well, you said it, Jeff. You can't know him and not love him. He's just one of the most beautiful human beings you will ever meet. And nobody walks away from Lomas feeling worse about themselves. You always walk away feeling better about yeah. yourself because he's just. He's just a, 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 a loving, caring, uh, laughing, fun guy to be around. And I, I couldn't – between genuine. him and TJ – Genuine, yeah. I mean, that's just who he is. And anybody who played with him will tell you that. He's one thing off the field and then it kind of flips when he gets on the field and there's a different guy out there. And that's, that's not unusual. I've talked to Sam Laporta about that before. Sam Laporta is like a grinning kid when he's off the field. And then he gets on the field and he will kill you. But it's that's that's the life of NFL players sometimes, and that's Lomas. But man, I just I can't tell you how happy I am to see his name up there, and I I I say that because he deserves it, and because I know how much it means to him. Um, I was there when Rod told him. I know what that meant to him. I know it's something. Look. It's it's easy to say he's wanted that for a long time because he knows he's one of the franchise's all-time greats. But sometimes you need to wait your turn, and there's things that have to happen along the way, and other people have to be celebrated, and boom, 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 then it's your turn. And now it's Lomas's turn. And, you know, to be there on Sunday night, we had a dinner with like 100 alums there, and to see the way they celebrate him and love him, whether they played with him or played before him or played after him, he's just um, – he's a genuine person – who is a great, great football player who probably deserves more accolades and, and more honors than he has gotten. Uh, but for this moment, to have that honor is awesome. And, and I will, I can't express to you in words how much it means to him and to have his family there and to be able to celebrate them and to know that his name will be up there on that wall forever is a really cool thing. It was great to watch how you celebrated it too, Dan. It was, it was almost like you were being honored the way you, uh, how happy you were for him. It was, it was genuine joy at, at, at seeing him get uh, reach that, that accomplishment and gain that accomplishment. It was, I mean, it just says a lot. It, it says a lot, not, not just about you and Lomas, but this Lions organization is one of character and, and, and just the people really do support each other left, right, top to bottom throughout the organization. Just it's a real special group of people. I never saw that knew that until we started doing this and started interacting with folks. There's incredible. There's a lot in what you just said. And, and part of that is my joy in him deserving this and getting this. And then my joy in knowing how much it means to him. Uh, not because he is a, a person who needs to be celebrated, but just knowing that 
he finally got that honor to be stand amongst the greats of this franchise for all time, which he absolutely deserves. Seven, seven consecutive Pro Bowls will do that to you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a mix of being happy for the person, being happy for the accomplishment, and being happy because you know how much this means to that person. And then to what you said about this organization, um, that's Sheila Hamp. And that's Chris Spielman, and that's Mike Disner, and that's Rod Wood. People that were charged with, go back before they hired Spielman. When you had Disner, you had Sheila, and you had Rod. And they could have just gone and hired, "Ah, he's a good GM, let's hire him. He's a good coach, let's hire him. They didn't do that. They hired Chris first. Then they did a deep dive in the organization. They found out, you know what, there's a lot of people that are unhappy because they haven't been treated well. And they haven't felt like they were part of something within the organization. And that's just the way it was under the old regime. That's not a secret. And to know that these guys did the work to find out that we need to value our people more and we need to make them feel valued more and to to make that the overriding thing for all your hires – and to kind of have Chris Spielman be the heart of that, I think goes to Sheila and, and as I said, Rod and Mike, because they realized there was a problem in the organization. They attacked that problem. They brought in a great emotional leader who has great ties to the organization and Chris. And then you found the exact right people in, in Brad and Dan. And now everybody in that organization, when they go to work on Monday, feels like they're part of something. They feel like they're a part of the victory, part of the loss. Whatever it was, you feel like you're all pulling in the same direction and that you matter. And that's really important. So I I just – I think it's – I've been here for 27 years. I've been the play-by-play guy for 19. I've covered this team closely doing shows, radio, and television for 27. Without a doubt, whatever it means in the standings and whatever it means winning and losing, this is the best this organization has ever been from a standpoint of culture and, and making sure that everybody understands that they're there for a reason and they are important, whether they carry the ball, catch the ball, sell tickets, help with the equipment, help at Ford Field on Sunday, whatever it is, they're an important part of the process. And that's that's the way you build a good organization. It says there's something to me and and. There's there's things that people do that and, and I'm I'm a really big kind of student of leadership and, and, and how that works. I, I always because you can always learn more. One of the things that I, I would love to have been able to see and watch is it, it tying a couple things together here. Dan Campbell being Dan Campbell all the time and being who he is. The fact that they kind of saw through what fans and national media and even local media didn't see through for a long time to hire Dan Campbell. There was this, eh, he's a meathead. Ah, he's a, you know, he's just a, a jock kind of a guy. What ha- whatever happened in that, in that room, Dan Campbell is Dan Campbell, but they saw what that means. And, and they saw the smarts of a guy who for most people doesn't come off as an ultra smart kind of character. If, if, if you know what I mean, just his affect and, and, and no, I do. you can see it. And, but they, they saw through that and found him as the guy. It says a lot about their process and what they did and how they evaluated for hiring. That's a really great point because you're also hiring somebody who hadn't been a coordinator. He'd had that little run, as we said, as an interim head coach. So you were putting a lot of faith and a six-year contract in a guy that maybe didn't have 
the diplomas and skins on the wall that some of the other people that you interviewed had. So, yeah, I think, um, and, and I don't know what that was. I, I, I that it, it's an excellent point because there is something of a leap of faith in hiring somebody who doesn't have maybe the same resume that most of the guys get hired. Either he was a former head coach. And again, recognizing that little interim run in Miami, that he was a former head coach or he was a former coordinator who's this whiz defensive guy or whiz offensive guy. He didn't have that. But what he did have, I think probably guessing was passion. What he did have was desire. And what he did have was the background of having been here for a couple of years and understanding Detroit and understanding Detroit at its lowest time, uh, both socially with what was going on in the city and football, 0-16, although he was hurt, he was still part of that team. Um, so, yeah, I think there were a lot of things that, that might have added up to that choice. But when it was all said and done, there was some very strong conviction there that is pretty impressive because he didn't, didn't check all the boxes that maybe sometimes people look for. But you know what, guys? We've seen plenty of people that do check those boxes that aren't necessarily the right hire at that time. And so, you know, hats off again, Sheila, Chris, Rod, Disner, people that were in that room um, and made that choice. That's that's great stuff by them because I think we all feel like he's the right guy. A lot of work left to be done to prove that. But to this point, I think he's got this team organization in a point, at a place, him and Brad, that we haven't seen it maybe, God, I don't even know, decades, decades. It's been a long time. Really quick, Chris, I'm going to hand you the mic, but I want to, I just want to say uh, we're here for St. Jude, stjude.org slash DLP. Get your, your tax deductible donations in right there. WM20, WMW2 already made good on his his promise on the beer. Uh, $100 in from him. Frosty, $48. Sup, guys? BC, 1062. Great start, guys. And Ben W, 50 bucks. Good old Delta changed my itinerary for the day, but I'm thankful I have 24 hours of Lions content to accompany me as I travel pointlessly across the USA. Thanks for all you do. FTP, FTV, and FTV. Be. Have you ever ch- jumped in any of those chants, Dan, or are you always the professional in the booth? <laughs> uh, j- jumped in what now? Any of the chants, the FTPs, or uh, any, even the Let's Go Lions? <laughs> no, you know what's funny is is um, you can feel the crowd, but a lot of times you don't hear it because you're talking over whatever they're doing. Um, so it's, you know, sometimes I will take my headset off because I want to see how loud it is. Um, but it's hard to make out these specific cheers or, or, or things like that, but, um, I'm all for it. I think that's great stuff. And, and, you know, there's like before the game the other night, there was a moment where Lomas and I just kind of looked at each other. We both did this and then he looked at me and he did this and I was like, wow. And he was like, yeah, it was just like loud, man. And it was awesome. But it is sometimes hard. Like I said, you feel it. But to quantify it, you sometimes have to pull it off to understand just how loud it is. Can I ask you about Tampa? Because I was there. It really I've been to a lot of different Lions games home away. Tampa felt a little bit special. It felt the crowd was was there in numbers that I haven't seen before. And I'd love to see get your thoughts on on what that game felt like from a from a Lions perspective to be so far away. Well, we, we were watching um 
we were, our booth was across the field from the Lions sideline. So we could kind of see what was happening behind there. And it was, a, to start with this, it was a really strong contrast between Lions blue and creamsicle orange, which most of the Tampa fans were wearing that day to celebrate, you know, the throwbacks and the jerseys and all that stuff. So as people began to filter in, first of all, being down on the field for the pregame, you could kind of sense that there was, um, you could kind of sense when you walked around down there that there was, they were starting to fill in. But then as we went up to the booth and we got a great vantage point of it, you're looking across and you're like, man, that's a lot of blue behind the Lions bench. And it looked like 75, 80%. And then it just continued to, to, to become more blue, more blue. And then as the game became apparent that the Lions were going to win, it was all blue back there. And it's just, it, it's really cool. And look, there were times even when the Lions weren't great that they would travel and, and we'd see fans out there. But it's nothing like we've seen in Kansas City and Tampa and Green Bay this year. And man, hats off to those fans because it's not cheap. You're buying tickets on the secondary market. They're expensive. You're traveling. It's expensive. But it's, um, man, they're just different. And maybe maybe everybody says that. Maybe every play-by-play guy says that. But and, and fan says that we're the best. But, man, when you consider what they've been through and how many times they've kind of just been punched in the gut when they had high hopes for something, that they hang in there and they just love this team. And what I think we're starting to see now is – some of the people that maybe did kind of go away a little bit and just said, you know what, I've had enough for now. I think those people were waiting for something real that they could sink their teeth into. And I think they're starting to come back now because these are people that have a sense that they're doing things the right way. And I think that's where you're getting a lot of the, the fans back in it. But it's been amazing. And, and go back to what we said right at the top. Best thing about my job is seeing fans happy and seeing these fans on the road. It's a pretty incredible thing. And they're just, they are, they are really incredible. And that's not just lip service. I am blown away by, by the fans of this organization. And I, and I feel it, you know, and I, I'm appreciative of it. So it's, it's, I, I, I could go on and on about them because they're just such incredible people. I get to meet them. They want to come up and talk. I, I love that. It's much more pleasant talking to them now than when the team is losing <laughs> and you have to endure them telling you, how they would fix the team and, and it's part of the gig, but um, yep, it's uh, it the, the, the fun on the field is, is equal to fun off the field. I want to ask, so they, they, it was not a good trip to Baltimore on many fronts. No. Mm. And the, the way that they rebounded, it's similar to the way that they handled Seattle game loss, came back and played pretty well after it. Do you notice a change in how Dan and the coaching staff approaches the weeks after a loss compared to how they did earlier in their tenure? Yeah, I don't don't know. Yeah, they are. And and some of that is talent, that you have the talent to bounce back from a loss. In 2021, they didn't. Um, But there's no question. I think one of his great strengths is setting the tone for the team, whatever it is. One of his great strengths is just getting this team in the mental frame of mind to go play. You know, whether it's a big game and getting them ready for that or a bounce back game and getting them ready for that, whatever it is, he's really good at setting the tone. And like, man, he was not shy coming out of that Baltimore game that that Monday stood up there and said, we're going to be ready. And, and almost talking some smack. 
just you know say we're we're going to be ready. Don't don't worry about us. We're going to come out. We're going to play well. And it's you know and, and I was like cool. And it was like just very much him, you know, having the team ready to go. But look at it, guys. I think we're 18 games now. They haven't lost two in a row. So to your point, yeah, this team does bounce back. And yeah, he that is his ability to get them to do that. So I think there's there's a lot to like there in in that situation. I want to go back to the press conference because you it resonated with me when he said it too. We will be ready. He yeah. wasn't talking to us. He was talking to his team. And I think that permeated. I, I'm glad that you, you brought that up because that was something that, that really stood out to me. It was like, yeah, yeah, they got this. He, he has the pulse that his team needed that. He, there's a lot of professionals on yeah. this team that are very good at what they do, but sometimes – Sometimes you got to. Sometimes you need the stick. Sometimes you need the carrot. And I think the stick was appropriate at that time. I think his his recognition of when to to do that has improved. And I'm I'm, I'm glad that you validated that for me. So thank you, Dave. And, and, and Jeff, that that's a that's a great point that I don't know if if a lot of people recognize. And I, I was told this by a head coach a long time ago, and multiple head coaches afterward. When they're up there, they're talking to their team. You may think they're talking to us. But they're talking to their team and getting a message to their team when they're on that podium. And they know whatever they say is going to get back to them. Nope. Dan's got some internet. Dan's got some popcorn cooking. (laughs) We'll get him back in a minute. Um, There we go. Yeah, there he is. He's back. We lost his mind. We lost. lost. I think he set the right tone. I think he did the right things. And that was great. Yeah. What do you think is the part about the team that has not been reported? The thing that's underreported about this team so far and, and what they're doing? You know, I, I, I don't know if anything's underreported other than, you know, this is the tight team that, that believes in themselves. You know, they're not surprised by anything that they're doing. And I think that that's, that confidence serves you well. That confidence and belief that you can overcome anything serves you well. They've been in some tough positions this year. You know, they, that Tampa game was 3-3 deep into the second quarter, and they figured it out. That Kansas City game, they're losing in the second half, and they figured it out. Um, there's a, This team, as much as we sit here and say, hey, they're good, they know they're good. And, and I think that's different than what we've seen in the past. And they believe – Look, when you win in Kansas City and you win in Green Bay and you win in Tampa and beat good teams, you can put that in your back pocket. It serves you well down the line. So they believe they're good. They believe they can overcome. And that's a little bit different than we've had here in the past where it felt like we had some teams that were kind of just waiting for something bad to happen. And frequently it did. But this team is more of the mindset that whatever you want to throw at them, they're going to find a way to overcome it. Riz, you have one last question for Dan. We've, we've, we've taken a little more time than we said we would, but he's drinking. He didn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the things, and I'm asking this out of, out of curiosity, how much time do you spend with the opposing team, like their play-by-play, their color, if, if at all during the week, getting ready for a game? You know, I, um, 
I've, I've kind of changed the way I do it this year. My spotting boards, my my statistician Mike Brada is is making them for me this year, and, and I greatly appreciate that. Um, so I've kind of cut down on the amount of time of making the spotting boards, but what that's done is give me more time to, to watch tape. And and usually when I watch tape, you know, I'm looking for something different than Lomas and, and TJR. I'm, I'm looking at formations. Is there anything here that looks funky that I got to be ready for? I'm looking at, you know, obviously learning numbers, learning tendencies, learning things like that. So I've kind of changed the way that, that I've approached it this year because Mike is his, you know, and he had done that before for me and, and it didn't really work out as well. But this year I just said, you know what, let's roll with it. And I'm going to stick with it. And it's been great. And he's, Mike is incredible, not just he's sticky note guy, as he's become known on the on the videos that uh, are out there of our play by play. He's the guy to my left who writes things down, which is yardage and, and stats and things like that. But Mike doing that has really freed me up to to do more uh, with the other team. I, I will be honest with you, though, the more you do this in, in 19 years, it it feels like other than the play by play, the the less that it is about the other team it's 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 when something goes well for the lions it's what went well for the lions and something goes well for the other team it's like why didn't the lions stop that it's what went wrong with the lions so uh so much of what you do is still home team based that you know i I can compare it to when i did games for fox man you had to know both teams backwards and forwards because you were broadcasting to those two cities everybody knew those teams much better than you did and they were just waiting for you to make a mistake and so now it's you just find your discussion is so lion centric and and either what went right and what went wrong that it's you know i find so much uh, the weight of my time goes towards detroit and then obviously there's things you need to know about the other team and backstories and things like that but it's Man, it's it's more about with the other team. It's about numbers. It's about tendencies. It's about formations. It's about not being surprised by anything that happens in the game. Yep. Great comment. Um, cool. And and first off, before I talk to talk to the comment, I want I just want to make sure to say, please tell the whole team up there, uh, thanks because you you all do a great job, and I know you're the you and Lomas are the face of the of the production, but there's so much work that goes into that, and so much that those guys do to help you guys be so great at your job just please make sure you, you thank the crew for us because you, we've told you and you've heard it across from many many fans you are absolutely a treasure we're so lucky in detroit to have you and lomas doing the games for us you guys are not just absolute professionals but tj too yeah yeah you're yeah. sitting there right next to us in our living room for these games and and it's great to have our buddy dan our buddy lomas there and it's because of all of that support staff and all those people that work with you so please make sure to thank them for us um but jeff in the chat has such an idea you need to auction some of those sticky notes and cards off for charity <laughs> people would go bonkers for that stuff and uh, i don't know if you guys keep any of that for your posterity or any of your own your own little kind of hall of fame and wall of fame stuff that you keep but boy people would absolutely go go bonkers for that kind of stuff because i appreciate that part. we'll uh we'll look at that normally when he hands me one it'll say like seven on it for seven yards or 42 for a 42 yard touchdown i ball it up and i try to throw it in his cup as a basketball shot that he keeps all the, the dead ones in. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep something or something like that, or we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Anything for the cause, man, we're glad to do it. Yeah. Um, and thank you for your kind words. And, and if there's, I've said this before, if there's one cool thing about those videos, um, 
it's that people do see it's not just me and Lomas. There are a lot of other people that are involved and a lot of other people that, that are part of that product that you don't hear. And, you know, TJ, thank you for mentioning him. He's not a sideline guy. He's our third guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we lost Dan again. <laughs> it's not just West Michigan Internet. It, it, for everything that we do and that's never lost on us believe me awesome awesome well dan we've taken all your time for the day your whole vacation's over it's time to get back to work i want to thank you so much for joining us we appreciate not just the broadcast but the time you give to us it's it's so fun to hang out with you i have to admit an absolute failure i was we got a group together uh, at the tampa game here and went out for steaks and i wanted to invite you guys and i didn't and i i, I was sitting at the dinner table almost crying in my drink lamenting the fact i don't know if you're getting down to senior bowl this year but we'll definitely connect and just on a, on a more personal level have a drink again and say hi it's always good to see you Thank you for joining us. Thanks for everything you do for the charity, for the show and everything. You're spectacular, uh, Lions guy. I appreciate you guys. And, and thank you for what you're doing for St. Jude. It's obviously an amazing organization. And um, this is just amazing that you can do this. And, and uh, beyond that, thank you for what you do for Lions fans. You know, I've, I've told you before, um, the involvement and the connection that you see for these fans, not just on Sundays, but all week long, because they have such great content from the people that are in Allen Park and then you guys who put out great stuff and, and all the other Lions connected podcasts or, or whatever they call them these days, whatever the kids are calling them these days, um, <laughs> is just awesome. And it really is. And it, it's, uh, it's greatly appreciated yes. because, you know, you may only play on Sunday, but there's so much to talk about all week and you guys keep people engaged. So uh, from me to you, thank you for all that you do and, and, not just today with this great event, but also, you know, just the the uh, constant information, love of the team and the ability to just continue to spread the message and and engage fans every single week is awesome. So appreciate you guys very much. And thank you for having me. Thank you, Dan. Enjoy the beer on us. (laughs) Have a great afternoon. A little earlier than I thought I'd start, but I'm not complaining. (laughs) If anyone's going to corrupt a good man, it's it's this show. But appreciate you, Dan, so much. Thanks a lot. Have a great bye week. Enjoy your time away. And uh, folks, tune in every time you can use NFL Plus app and get get the audio feed. I always time the audio feed with my Sunday ticket so I get the pair of Dan and the and the broadcast together. It's a great way to watch the game. Um, the best commentary you'll get with the game. And then, of course, Fox 2, the sports department there. Everybody that does the, the work at Fox 2 is just yes. fantastic. You guys have put a great team together. Dan Miller, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you. Have All a right. great day. You too. We'll see you. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes! You've had enough of that shit.